Welcome back to another episode of Spawn with Your Brothers. I'm your host, King Peeps, as always. Definitely got to say shout out to the guys. We got Coach O next to us. How you doing, man? Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? I'm great, always good. Good. Jay Blaze to my right. Well, what's good is I'm always understood in the hood, and if Coach O is mad, then I'm glad. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Castle King, how you holding up, man? What's up, my peoples? Que lo que mi gente. What's good? Hey, we good. Yes, Definitely sir. appreciate you guys. Tune in again another episode of Spar where we cover sports, politics, and religion. Today is Thursday, February 27th. Got a lot going on this week, and we definitely appreciate you guys uh, coming in to talk to us about it. With anything that we talk about today, if you have any questions or anything, definitely comment. Facebook, you can follow us there, Spar with the Brothers. We're also going to make sure we put all the other um, platforms that we're streaming on so you guys can uh, reach out to us in those, those perfect ways. But getting directly into our first topic of today, getting directly into sports, I know we just got done with the All-Star Game. Thanks. I know we just got done with the dunk contest. And it really just makes me think about just the future generation in NBA and just whether or not they're in good hands. I know we got some greats. Uh, yes. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, who just closed off a great legacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we got LeBron, who's currently with us right now. Yes. Definitely shout out to LeBron and the other players as well. But as far as the future of the NBA, how does that look to you guys? How does that look to you, Coach o? Uh, I've been saying this for the past few years that the NBA is right now in a golden era. Okay. Uh, if you look at the NBA just over the past 40, 50 years, uh, since the Russell Chamberlain battles, uh, you had the magic Larry battles in the eighties leading mm-hmm. into Jordan that dominated the nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shaq and Kobe de- dominated the odds. Uh, LeBron dominated the teens. Now you have this next generation taking over right on the preface. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can name a list of uh, names that we could go over. I'm just going to name just a couple of guys that to look out for, for this next decade to truly dominate, to be the face of the NBA. One starts in Milwaukee with Giannis. Definitely. Uh, Antetokounmpo. Um, he is 6'11", he is a man-child, and he is dedicated, he is laser-focused on the game. He is. Um, the next player, whether you love him or hate him, uh, you look at Luka Doncic. Yes. Uh, he just had his Definitely. 21st triple-double, set the Mavs record wow. in only his second year. Uh, so you talk about him, he brings in that European influence. That's a whole new fan base. Facts. Um, I watched Jason Tatum play. Uh, there's just... Pl- Every team has one or two perennial all-stars, uh, all the way down to Devin Booker. So you got Anthony Davis, uh, Leonard, um, mm-hmm. Paul George. All those guys are actually on the tail end of their prime. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron is still leading the league in assists, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been – the NBA has tons of stars. I didn't even mention Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Very true. So, I mean, there's so many stars studded in the NBA – that are on a first-name basis with fans all over the world, uh, Adam Silver couldn't be happier. Yeah, and you just said it. Even the mentions that um, – the names that you didn't mention that are on pretty much just recovery. Just looking forward, they're still going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. We definitely can't wait to see them and their impact coming back into the game. Definitely, you know, Golden State is my team. So we'll see what the guys got going forward. <laughs> Jay, Jay Blaze, what are you, what's your thoughts uh, on that? I'm sorry about Golden State being your team. <laughs> I'm going to have to say yes and no. Okay. Uh, as Coach O mentioned, the NBA is is at an all time high for talent. Mm-hmm. It's simply Facts. amazing what everyone can do at this point in time. These guys can do everything. He mentioned Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic was also on my list. Steph Curry, LeBron James. So we're it's it's kind of like we're exiting or uh, exodus of LeBron within a couple of years mm-hmm. and Steph and Kevin Durant. And I believe unless something changes on the court, we have all time talent. Off the court, we don't really have a transcendental player as of yet. And just bear with me for a second. Michael Jordan, right? Larry Bird and Magic. 
Julius Irving, uh, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, LeBron James, Steph Curry, transcendental off the court to make people say, hey, this guy's in the finals. I don't even watch basketball. I know it sounds crazy that people don't, but I'm going to watch this person play. People that didn't follow basketball got into basketball when those names were mentioned. I see a lot of great talent. I'm not going to deny it. Some of these guys are more talented overall than the guys I just mentioned that are first ballot Hall of Famers. But are they transcendental? Can they draw in the people? Can they, it's not even about the crowd, but can they really make people who don't really care for basketball either love them or hate them like the guys LeBron, Michael Jordan, and Kobe. And I'm just going to leave it over to Castle King. That's a good point. I'm going to say something after Castle King, but go ahead, Castle King. What's your your thoughts on that? I mean, I absolutely think they're in great hands. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking a big transition. We're in a relay race. They're handing the baton off. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got the Aaron Gordons, which are the leapers that you're talking about, who got robbed twice in the dunk contest. I mean, you're talking about Trey Young, who is the next Steph Curry Mm -hmm. to that extent. I mean, they already scored 50 points per game. Mm -hmm. They're shooting from the farthest possible range. Yes. Even on record right now. So you got wonderful players. Luke, as he said, I mean, triple doubles, he's going to be catching Westbrook fairly soon. I mean, you got John Moran and, of course, Zion Williams. (laughs) How do you you miss out on that type of talent? So that's... Mm -hmm. Quite, they're, they're definitely in good hands. You know, you got Ben Simmons as well. Ben Simmons mm-hmm. is the next LeBron James, so he's still young characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, a huge topic. statistically, a huge I mean, you're talking about rebounds, assists. He isn't in the shooting yet, right. but neither was LeBron. LeBron maybe in the sixth year. that bad. Was, he was terrible. <laughs> they would leave him wide open in the three-point shot. But nonetheless to say is that the young talent that's on there, the John Morants, the R.J. Barretts, there's a lot of great young talent out there. And I think the NBA, that's right. Well, I got to mention that. RJ. Let me reinforce Top what I was saying for, real quickly. So, for example, someone like Kawhi Leonard is a transcendental talent on the court, off the court. His, not necessarily his brand, but the way he can project. He's the best player in the league, by the way, by now, in case people are not paying attention to it. Luka Doncic, um, an excellent personality off the court. Don't know if he's ever going to dominate the league as far as winning championships. Definitely as far as triple doubles. I'm sorry, uh, Castle King, if I cut you off, go ahead and finish up. I know you have some. Actually, we got King Peeps. I want to jump on that. This is what I'm saying. I think what makes it interesting for me to watch, you know, it's interesting. I'm used to, like you said, the Jordan era, these different eras. We we talked about uh, Kobe Bryant a little bit. I'm used to having that one distinct player dominating at the end of the day. The player holding the torch, the player that, hey, you know what? We're flocking out to this player, and we just wait to see this person just kind of, like, cut loose. I think that since the the expectation of the league, to me, has heightened because we have a plethora of other players mm-hmm. who are also great, I think that right there can kind of make it I don't know, you always quick, got some quickly, quick, to, quickly but, based you know, I think on people that. Want great. They want a leader. On, yeah, my bad. Based off your question, I mean, we're talking about are, are they going to be in good hands? So this is the fortune of what they're going to become. So mm-hmm. they still got some time to develop. Mm-hmm. They're they're in the transitional phase. So it's not are they going to win championships right off the bat? So it's, you still got the tail end careers. The are the Kawhi's, the LeBron. So they're going to finish mm-hmm. in the next two right. three years. In right. two or three years, are these young guys who's going to step up to the bat at that point in time? Is Zion going to? be the name that everybody says that he is? Is Trey Young going to be the talent of the Steph Curry that he is? Are they going to take over? And I, th- I, I think it's yes. Well, yeah. hey, well, well I, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you at all, but uh, when I, I guess when I say transcendental is that they're large in their life off the court. It's just something about them. And I think you mentioned Zion to me is the person who has the 
best potential to capture that Curating. and just be amazing on the floor and off the floor. And it's just something you got to see. Coach so, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you look at Zion Williams, you're talking about an 18 year old, 19 year old kid and can sit down and give a poised interview. Yeah. Um, he knows how to handle the media pressure. He, yes. Jordan has him on his brand. So he has him on his Facts. wing. So he's going to be the next person to carry it forward. I look for at a player like Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's laser focused on basketball. But as he becomes more comfortable in front of the camera, you're okay. going to see him start to take that step. He speaks multiple languages. He's an international superstar. Right now, LeBron is right behind Messi and uh, Ronaldo as far as the most famous athletes in the world. Amazing. Okay. So as those guys transition out, you're going to see basketball, which is fastly growing yes. to be a, this, probably the world's most second most popular sport. It'll never overtake Facts. soccer, but it's being played in all corn kinds of corners in the yes. world. You're going to see these stars be huge mm-hmm. uh, for the next generation. Don't forget, in the pipeline, there's a young man by the name of Bronny James, yes, who's sir. going to be coming in four years. There's another Facts. young man by the name of LaMelo Ball, about, who's going to be coming in the next couple of years. So well, to close it off, I think we say, I say yes. Hand, I think they are yeah. great hands. Yes, so on the court, off the court, yet to be seen, but these guys made some great, compelling points, I have to admit. Well, there you go. They definitely made some great points. We definitely appreciate you guys tuning in, like I said, to this first topic of sports. If you have any questions on anything we just have, if you have some honorable mentions, definitely post a comment below and we'll be sure to look at them. We'll have some answers for you next week. Welcome back. Get into our second topic of today. Get into our politics portion of it. Definitely yes, appreciate sir. you guys having us as always. If Thank you have you. any questions or anything that we talk about today, definitely want to hear your feedback, so feel free to comment below. Yes. Get into, like I said, the second topic. We have a lot going on in this world. I know, Coach O, you're excited because you kind of know what the topic is. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade. Okay, so um, Dwayne Wade, he has a son, Zion. Yes. 12 years old. Currently, Zion is dealing with um, just finding himself in this world. Mm -hmm. You know, he was born, as we know, a male, but currently right now at his 12-year-old age, he's identifying as a female. Okay. You know, so my question is we are all fathers. You know, we we all, you know, we have, have children. We all understand our role having children. How is that conversation, any event that, let's say, one of your kids talked to you about, hey, you know what, I don't feel as if, you know, the skin that I was born in is any more comfortable to me and I should switch things up. You know, how do you approach that conversation? All right. Well, um, we'll go ahead and get started. I just got some paperwork. I know before we get started, got Coach O with the label maker. Oh, man. He can just go ahead and start with these things. (laughs) I know he's going to have some labels for me. Um, I'm really disappointed in Dwayne Wade. Okay. As a father. Um, I've respected Dwayne Wade. I watched him play at Marquette. He's a great player. Okay. At some point, he was a, a man of faith, and he was a leader in his community more than just monetarily, but in action and in deeds. And for you now to say your son told you that he identified as a girl at the age of three, when my son identified as Superman in a helicopter at three. And so we're looking at the situation where we have a sexual behavior and um, that's being promoted. He's actually being used to promote an agenda. If we just take a moment and look back and say, how is that being promoted? Other ways it's been promoted with uh, comedians like Eddie Murphy or Martin Lawrence or Chris Tucker, 
Tracy Morgan dressing up, putting on dresses and behaving like young young ladies. And this is just something else to uh, go against the masculinity of men of color. And so now you have a 12-year-old that's telling you, he's sitting down the parents and telling them who he is and what he identifies as. Just can you imagine, I'm not equating them the same way, but imagine if my son sat me down and said, you know what, Dad, I'm a crack addict. Or you know what, Dad, um, I'm going to be an exotic dancer. Or you know what, Dad, I prefer not to work the rest of my life. I want to smoke cigarettes. How would I respond and how would I react to that? I will give him a course correction. Um, These are behaviors at your age are not age appropriate. Your sexuality, you may or may not figure it down the road, but here's the things you need to be focused on. These are behaviors are not acceptable. You sit your child down and you see anything that could be detrimental to what they're doing um, as a behavior that can affect them the rest of their life. So his son, Zion, having surgery will affect the rest of his life if he decides to change his mind when he's 19 or 20, life changes. So I'm interested to hear you guys' point or Counselor perspective. King, what, what, what you got to say on the matter? Uh, on a different perspective for the political version of it, um, I do have other comments that I want to say on that I'll touch up on our next section. But politically, I don't think uh, politics should play involved. In it. These are family issues, family uh, issues that should be taken care of where uh, political agenda as far as passing laws and arresting or different things that affect the family, which would go towards that, whether it's anti or hate crimes or different things that can come for persecution towards a parent or the parent's choice on how they raise a family. I, I don't agree with the choice making the child is 12 years old. Um, there's At the age of the child, there's still many years that he can change his mind. Mm-hmm. I know there's uh, issues that aren't, haven't been brought to light as far as D. Wade and his ex-spouse, that there were legalities going on, there was physical abuse going on in the time frame when she was pregnant, he had physically abused her during those time frames. She was arrested, not arrested, I mean, she went to the hospital. Mm. She had injuries, a spinal injury uh, during that time frame when she was pregnant with them. She also put, uh, had a lawsuit against uh, D. Wade's uh, Gabrielle Union because she felt that there was abuse going on during that time frame with the same child at that time frame. So she she had to put out a, a lawsuit to come after because she felt there was abuse at the time frame that the child was two and three years old, coincidentally during the time that this child had this confusion going on. So there was a lot going on. A lot of, a lot of things going on. Dressing the same, I think she, they were dressed in a female aspect and they were dressing something to the same that she and the child wore something similar in mm-hmm. the feminine aspect. I mean, there's a lot of different things that are on there. There's still questions out there to be answered, but it's a family issue that... Uh, has to be addressed. There's a lot going on. Like like I said, I, I know Coach O, I hear you over here. I just kind of feel you you kind of wrestling with something there. What, what are your yeah, thoughts so, on the situation? Yeah, uh, so first I'm going to hand this back to you uh, because it should go back to its rightful owner. Okay. Um, I actually did some research as far as for this topic. Um, and if you guys are not aware, uh, transgender uh they are going through a coming of age in this country. And it's a it's a very hot button issue. Um, there's a lot of people who don't feel comfortable talking about it. There's a lot of people who don't feel comfortable addressing it because they just don't know. They don't understand. But there are some things that we can talk about that we do know and we do understand. One of those things is that transgender suicide attempts are anywhere between 23 and 43%. Mm-hmm. And they're two times more than likely. And the reason for that is because social acceptance and social pressure, right? Whether you want to call it confusion 
All those things are, are a combination of a social anxiety and pressure that is currently upon them because the world does not accept them. They are confused. They are looking for their own identity. They should be allowed to find their own path however they get there. It may not be something that I personally agree with within my life or within my family, but if someone else decides that that's right for them, more power to them. I'm going to love them anyway because I see the person that's inside there. And we'll talk about that. The other thing that we don't talk about is transgender deaths. Last year, there was over 26 deaths attributed as hate crimes directed towards these people. And in most cases, they were black women of color. And the reason for this is, again, because society feels that if a person decides to go and make a transition of their sex, that this is some type of abomination and it's almost okay to hurt them. And that's something that I'm also completely against. So what I commend Dwayne Wade for is stepping up and saying, I'm going to love my son or my daughter or whatever path they choose to go down, irregardless, because I, what I do not want to have happen is I do not want them to end up in this statistic category due to the fact that they were rejected, due to the fact that they were scolded on the fact of finding out who they want to be. There are a lot of parents out there who decide to scold their child because they're not a good enough athlete or they're not smart enough those same pressures are are intensified when you add this sexual orientation that this child is trying to discover for themselves okay so So i personally i personally stand by Dwayne wade and gabrielle union for being you know open to their child's life choices as they transition to whatever decision what do you gotta say about that this is this is what i'm gonna kind of lead with this way you know so i hear everybody's point of view you know my question to you is this I had a stated the statement that I said to my mom a long time ago, years ago. I was getting ready to get in trouble. She didn't understand why I was asking this question, but it's something that came to me is the question of rules. Well, it's not a question, but the statement of rules without relationship lead to rebellion. Right. Right. Facts. So with what you're saying, you know, my question is, I get it. We're talking about some intense words. We're talking about rejection. We're talking about scolding. Those are our worst case scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. So being a parent, being a father, since we're all fathers, right. at what point do we step in and, and what does that fatherhood role look like at this point? If we're going to just accept our child at whatever state they're in, you know, I think that's different than, hey, you know, we're going to handle this in a loving manner, but still move towards getting, you know, a, 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 a you know, suitable outcome. I mean, I think parents need to be involved at all times. I, I don't think you let a child, if, if there's a lion cub out there and the lion cub wants to run around with the hippos, the, the, the mother lions is going to correct and say, you can't go over there. Parenting is a constant thing and education is a constant thing. There are certain things, there are other factors that we may not know, a little more details into that, what affects a child into thinking these behaviors or feeling this way, but a parent has to constantly do that. If a child says, I want to acknowledge myself as being a bank robber, is that accepted by society? No, these are at 12 years old. There's different things. We'll get a little more into that in our next segment. Yeah, we yeah. definitely got to. You got something to say? Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, with the stats that was given by Coach. Joe, um, there's no real driving factors to prove that non-exception. For example, the victim of suicide, the highest level is white male. White males are considered not the most oppressive people and not the least accepted person. As parents, our job is to lead our children to their of age to make the appropriate decision for their life and determine your sexuality at the age of 12. I think it's just a little too early. And by the way, it's none of the public's dang business of his sexuality. Okay. Heterosexual okay. straight. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Definitely appreciate you guys tuning in. But stay close. We got some more questions on the same topic when we get right back.
Welcome back. Getting directly into our last topic of today. Not leaving the um, topic of Dwayne Wade and Zion. On a religious aspect, how do you guys feel? Obviously, we know Dwayne Wade, from my understanding, is Christian, does mm-hmm. practice Christian beliefs. With his mindset now, with Zaire being more transgender or choosing that route as of now, how do you hold him accountable for uh, just leading his son in that direction or allowing his son to just kind of lead himself in that direction? Well, as you were saying, if he's Christian and he's practicing Christian Christianity, where is he practicing it? Mm-hmm. What's he doing that's showing an example of his practice? Mm-hmm. When God made man, he said, I created man and woman, and he said, it is good. Mm-hmm. So he already made a perfect being. He already made it perfect. There's no transition that you need to do other than God. You don't play God. He already made you well. Mm-hmm. We have to adjust to either the sins or the things that we're going through and, and, and go from there. In Luke 17, 2, it says it would be better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck and were cast into the sea than should cause one of these little ones to sin. This is a sin. There's other sins out there. So the father himself should be cast into the sea based off what he's not doing as parenting. Mm. Okay, this is where parenting and rearing comes into play on that. And that's where he has the issue. That's where God comes into play with that. You're, you're not leading God on there. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm. And that's where, again, parenting needs to be coming in. And regarding the asset, there's no way a 12-year-old child knows what he's going through. You know, if the, if we're going to call out and try to explain what he's going through and one shouldn't judge, then you need to know the whole story of what's mm. going on. Was there abuse? Was there any kind of other encounters prior to that leads to this? We need to address the issues of what caused this or the caused these feelings to come up because they didn't just happen from anywhere. You know, I love the points you just mentioned. I always love when we obviously in the religion portion of it find scripture because I think the scripture is a doctrine that we do lead off of. You mentioned the scripture, you know, train up a child in the way he should go. Funny, it brings up this moment. I brought my kids uh, bowling the other day. You know, we took them bowling, something we're going to start doing. But we bowled with the rails. Yes. The reason being, without the rails, with them bowling, at this age, it's going to go directly to the gutter. Preach. You know, so I feel as if us as parents, that's exactly what's going to happen until we learn, until our kids learn to kind of shoot straight, for, for lack of better words. We're there to pretty much keep them in line so they do hit whatever the target goal is. But I know, Jay Blaze, you got something you want to say about Coach o, Coach o. You want to say something, Coach o? No, I'm just going I know Coach no, O got something He's to supposed say. to go next. So I'll go next. Go ahead, Coach o. Be in the general. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate uh, Castle King's perspective. Um, I do have a, a different take on that. Um, I look at uh, Matthew 22, okay. where it discusses uh, when the Pharisees were discussing these with, Moses, uh, with uh, Jesus about will a man be married or in heaven? And he says, in heaven, uh, they're neither married or not. Um, our bodies are perfect. There's something else. There's something ascended. So um, if we focus too much on our earthly circumstances and, our, and not on the soul, not on the spirit of these people, then we're going to constantly focus on, oh, that's a sin, that's a sin, that's a sin, that's a sin, rather than looking beyond that and saying, listen, I realize there's sin in your life. There's sin in my life. There's things that I do that are displeasing to God. And rather than that, I'm really focused on your relationship with our creator. If you can start to focus on that, show them unconditional love, show them the love of the creator, show them the love of Christ. At some point, if the sin convicts them, whatever that sin is, whether it's transgender, whether it's 
sex before marriage, Adultery. where there's all kinds of sins, stealing, right. lying, theft, any one of the sins that are out there, they're all an abomination to our creator. Okay. So when we start to sit there and pick and choose which sins we do like, we become very, very sacrilegious. We become very hypocritical, and we almost become like the Pharisees of the day of the time of Christ, because they were always trying to get him caught up in a gotcha moment. And now this is a big public gotcha moment. This is a big area where a lot of people can see, ha ha, I'm a better parent than you are. Okay. I take the other route. I say, wow, look at him loving his child unconditionally, even though that is something that is obviously completely opposite to who he is and his way of life, but he's still choosing to show unconditional love to his child. So question, what exactly that How is that biblical though? I apologize. Say again? I was asking, how is that biblical? Well, no, no. So with that, so my mindset is this. Mm-hmm. I definitely, uh, and again, we're talking extremes. We mentioned the Pharisees, which we understand everything mm-hmm. they said was not coming with the main ingredient out of love. Correct. My mindset is uh, you can't correct someone. So loving that person doesn't mean pretty much just, hey, you know what? I love you no matter you know what you look like. I'm, I'm not going to leave you what you look like, but we do have an end goal that we need to meet. So I'm interested in hearing your, your point of view, um, Jay Blaze. What, what's your thoughts on the topic? Well, yeah. We mentioned scripture with T, which we always yes. appreciate. What, what's your thoughts? Well, um, the, if, if you're a Protestant Christian, the Bible tells you to train up a child on which way they should go. And when they get older, they won't depart. And that means to bend them. And it doesn't mean flexible, but um, I agree that we should love our children uh, regardless of their choices. But loving and promoting are two separate things. Okay. And loving and endorsing are two separate things. I really, uh, as a believer, of course, I haven't always been perfect. I don't think anyone that's either hearing me or on the on the set with me have been perfect. Um, but all sexual uh, all sexual immorality is sin. And Correct. Most people have no problem. Right. We talk about other sins. If I talk about, hey, adultery is wrong, you say yes. If I say bestiality is wrong, you say yes. If I said pedophilia is wrong, you say yes. If I say sex out of marriage, so you, you get the drift. Um, so sin sin. it's our job to raise our children as God has taught us to raise them. And, of course, if we show them love and also show them how to walk with their life in the Bible, then the expectation is that there will be a correction because the Bible says so, and I believe the Bible to be true and factual. Okay. Well said. So I would never judge him as a father, as a man, because we all have children, and all mm-hmm. of our children, as us, when we were children, we were not the model of perfections, and we do things <laughs> wrong. So I don't think people are judging him as being a father that loves his child. They're judging him as a man that is promoting his son's lifestyle, which is really the public's, not really our business. And that's where the issue comes in as far as the religious aspect. As a parent, as you were saying, you don't endorse or allow these things. If, you, if your child says, I identify as a bank robber, you're going to be like, I must love him. I must just let him rob banks. I'm going to get him guns. There's, there you gotta, that's where rearing your child. Again, just like in nature, they're not going to allow the, their, their cubs to go to an endangered area. They're going to rear their children. They're going to slap them in the right direction. Not saying this in any sin. It's just we're all sinners, but you can't just love someone without giving them direction. If someone is lost, you've got to point them in the ways. Exactly what I was going to say. So I think that you have to cope love with leading at the end of the day, Facts. especially being a father. It's more so, and I'm, I'm learning this in my life. <laughs> Obviously, this is my, my second go around. Welcome Obviously, to the club. First time yeah. here doing it in life. But um, you have to have an end goal at the end of the day. You have to have that with every area, because if not, then it will be more so things are just more so spontaneous at that point. And, you know, I believe if you got kids, you definitely want to see them hit the goals that they need to hit. One final thing before you jump in, I apologize about that. I am cutting you off. I I apologize about that. I just want to say that I don't want people to get confused with if someone's 
giving an opinion or trying to help someone, even though it may differ what they feel or what they're going through, that doesn't mean that someone dislikes them or hates them in any way. In order for you to love someone, you must challenge them or even be loving enough to tell them the truth that may hurt them mm -hmm. or may be something that maybe not what they want to hear. But if you love someone enough, you must be the one to do it. It can't just be yesing someone to death and agreeing with them. You can sit them and cope with them through their struggle and work it out together. You can do that as a father and as a parent and go through that. Still love them in that sense. And, and I'm not disagreeing with that standpoint. I think in this area, there are so many questions that we have, right? As far as why, why did, I don't say why does this happen? How does this happen? What are the actual consequences of this? And, and I think that's a real question to do that. Again, I'm more concerned, um, and full disclosure, I, I completely look past people's sexuality. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't care because I'm more concerned about your spiritual relationship with our creator. And so for me, that takes precedent over whatever actions you're going to do. I think all those actions that you're taking place in your life become secondary after you establish that relationship. If that is going to be a stumbling block for me to get to know you as a person, because I am throwing up this, well, we we don't allow that here. Or we don't speak to those kinds of people here. We've already shut the door to a person who is in need of a savior. Well, Coach, uh, I think you just made up a straw man because I don't think that's what either one of the uh, panelists said. Uh, what we're saying is that you have to also lead. You demonstrate a behavior before you demand it. That's what Christ Jesus did. Absolutely. He demonstrated a walk. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So it's not about not receiving a person. Jesus Christ died, and I'm not going to lecture, but he died because he realized the world was in a fallen state. Correct. He didn't die and say, well, they're in a good state and we're going to help them. He died. So just the greatest love of all was him giving his life. Because we're in a fallen state, and he For let us sinners. know that we, right, we're all sinners. Correct. And so he let us Everyone, know we're in a fallen all state. Short of the glory of and God. part of the relationship is understanding that you are in a fallen state. If you can't understand that you are in a fallen state, then you do not have a relationship with the Creator. And you cannot, you cannot, the one thing that I want to say on that is like, I, I agree with you to a certain extent of loving them, but you have, there's a thin line of just saying you're going to disregard things and you're saying you're concerned with them, then you're, you should be concerned with their salvation. And what it's called the ramifications of everyone's sin, not just this transgender on any sins. You have to correct the wrongs. It's not just I'm going to love you. If you're really concerned with them, you should be worried about their salvation and straightening up and flying right. Shout out to Ski. At the end of the day. <laughs> guys, Sorry. I appreciate you guys tuning in for this episode. I know you got a lot of feedback from us. We're curious to hear what you got to say you guys about think? The, um, the matter. As far as Dwayne Wade, we got some other topics that we'll talk about in the future. But in the meantime, as always, we appreciate you guys being here. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook also, like. YouTube. We're going to post pretty much all the platforms that we have. Instagram. So you go Instagram as well. Thanks for Sparwiththebrothers.com. Sparwiththebrothers.com on Instagram. It goes to all of them, I think. It's a lot of them. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook. We'll make sure we Just post certify. link to uh, the other um, avenues to follow us. But we appreciate you guys. Until next week, we out. Be blessed. <laughs>